welcome to today's episode, today's show. I'm so excited to have you all here. We have a very, very wonderful, amazing, beautiful guest. Her name is Frasia Dunville. She is a nurse and a keto coach. She is a Lyme warrior and a Lyme survivor. And today we are going to be listening and sharing in her journey and what has helped her heal from this disease. So please join me in welcoming Frasia. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here and such a sweet introduction. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for being here. Can you tell us how are you doing today? Tell us what's alive for you. What's going on? I am fabulous today. The sun is shining. So no complaints. No, I'm I'm doing. I know. Yeah, just life is good, girl. Life is good. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, I'm just so excited to have you here. I'm so excited for you to share about your journey with Lyme disease and what has helped you on that journey. So if you'd like to tell us a little bit about your story, we would love to hear. Absolutely. So um, yes, registered nurse here. Uh, that was what I went to school for. So I did labor and delivery nursing for some time before getting mm-hmm. into medical device sales mm-hmm. and lived a fairly like happy, normal life for quite some time. Um, And in the summer of 2005, just to dive right on into the Lyme disease, I was bit by a tick. Yeah, I know. And um, I'd been bit by ticks my whole life though. That was the crazy part. So, you Mm -hmm. know, we have a family river cottage. I'm in Virginia and there's lots of rivers here and we have a family river cottage on the Rappahannock River here. And I was actually there visiting my grandmother who was terminally ill with cancer at the time. And mm-hmm. I had a lab and we ha- I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we did this crazy long drive home, you know, six plus hours. And I went to bed. I was exhausted by the time we got back, woke up the next day and in the shower, I'm sudsing up and I'm like, whoa, what's that? And there was a, a tick on the backside of my right leg. So I just decided that um, I was going to do my best to try and remove this thing. I really didn't give it a whole lot of thought uh, because again, it was 2005. There wasn't a lot of information uh, out there on Lyme disease. Clearly my nursing background, you would think that I would know a ton. I might have <laughs> somewhere along the way in a, in a textbook. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I did a couple laps around the apartment I was living in at the time, uh, you know, fearful of pulling this tick off because I don't like bugs at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel I, I managed to get it off as best as I could. So the thing about it was it was definitely very engorged, which which I know now means that it had been on me for quite some time. And um, mm-hmm. so my skin was kind of swollen around the area as well. So it was just a really difficult area to get to because it was on the back side of my body. And it was difficult to grab the head, which is what you're supposed to grab when you're pulling a tick out. Um, mm-hmm because it was so burrowed in. So I did the best I could. I didn't think a whole lot of it. And then like 24 to 48 hours later, I got that classic bullseye rash, like textbook. And I thought about it. I was like, could this be Lyme disease? You know, is it, should I go to the doctor? Should I get tested? What should I do? And so of course I went on the internet at the time and there was nothing on the internet that said, oh, you know, this bullseye rash is indicative. You have Lyme disease. That's what that means, which by the way, it does. And oh my gosh. yeah, I know. Right. That's like, <laughs> a, that's a telltale sign, but I will say uh, probably only about 50% of the people that get bit with, with a tick that has Lyme actually develop that rash. So oh, okay. yeah, um, it's, tr- it's a tricky, tricky illness girl. So I, um, 
I thought about it and then I looked it up, nothing on the internet. And it kept saying, oh, you're going to have, you know, flu-like symptoms or, you know, certain things will be going on, cold or flu symptoms. I didn't have any of that. I felt great. Um, so I didn't do anything. And it wasn't until about a year later that I started developing all these crazy symptoms around the head and neck. So like, interesting. yeah, so like just really random, strange stuff, hot eyeballs. Um, oh. I know, right? How do you, how do you eyeballs. eyeballs feel really hot? They feel like they're on fire. Like, like somebody legit little match and left it in there. Um, oh, wow. yeah, it was really weird. Headaches ringing in the ears, sore throat. Um, and the headaches were like clockwork. Um, and just lots of different things. It's like I, I would get ulcers in my mouth or swollen taste buds, just strange stuff. Um, and my vision got blurry. It was just a lot of different things. Again, head and neck, and swollen lymph nodes, all that stuff. And um, it would come and go, wax and wane. So I would have it for two to four weeks and then it would go away for two to four weeks and then it would come back. And then, it, so it was very, it made it more difficult to figure out what was going on because of the waxing and waning mm -hmm. of the Lyme. That has a lot to do with the reproductive cycle of the Lyme. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah. So then it began my journey with, with Western medicine. <laughs> oh, that yay. Yeah. That was my background. That's what I knew. So I went mm -hmm. down that avenue um, and it just really was, it was probably, I mean, I love my doctor. I still keep in touch with them. They still manage a lot of things for me, um, even though I'm in remission now and we'll get into that. But um, I, they, I did the intense antibiotics. So I did oral for about six months and then it just demolished my gallbladder along with the mm -hmm. lymph. So I had surgery, I had that removed and then I had to go the IV route. So I, I had multiple pick lines. I, I had two of them for about a year apiece and did mm -hmm. very intense antibiotics, which A, destroyed my gut, but it also um, just, it just wreaked havoc on my body and other aspects. Like it really was not helping the Lyme disease. And I know that antibiotics can work for a lot of people, but um, for me at my, at that point, it was chronic. Like by the time I figured out I had it, it was let's see, I was a bit in 05. It was 2008. So it was three years that had passed and it was just incredibly difficult to diagnose because of the waxing and waning. And I had the test. Um, the test stated that it was uh, a low titer. I was told it was negative by my primary care. It was actually a low titer, which I know now means that I have antibodies to it. So I just wasn't pulling on all the bands and I can uh, get into the test. If you want me to get into the test, would you like to hear about the test? Yeah. I want to hear about the test and I want to hear about like actually like what is Lyme disease like how does it affect a person um you know this is yeah. very interesting to me yeah yeah Maybe that's a little sadistic <laughs> yeah so no no it's all good I'm listening you're talking to a nurse so we're all about yeah yeah and how things work um so okay so the test is the ELISA or the western blot which is also the same it's really the test for HIV and AIDS that's the same test it's the wow, same okay so it's really like they haven't designated a test, even though there are amazing Lyme disease tests out there um, for Lyme disease. And, and that, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that HIV and Lyme disease or HIV and AIDS and Lyme disease all came on, into the forefront around the same time. And okay. we had stopped doing a lot of research on bacteria and switched to studies on viruses and why they lumped it together. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, theories out there. I'll just put it to you that way. So, and I could totally go down a rabbit hole with you on that one, but um, yeah, but we should, anyway, we should have another call about that. I know, right? I'm happy. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's an amazing book um, called Bitten that was written by, um, so there's a man, William Bergdorfi, and I know I'm going off on a little tangent here. That's okay, go ahead. William Bergdorfi is the um, man that patented the name for Lyme disease, Borrelia Bergdorfi. And because it's a Borrelia, it's like a spirochete. It looks like um, a spiral, if you will. So he named it, but then he started to do a lot of research on it and he found out, you know, there was a lot of strange, mysterious things about this disease and how it popped up and where it really originated and all that sort of stuff. So we can certainly get into that sometime, but the book Bitten is written. Um, he's no longer alive. The book Bitten was written by his like right-hand person. And it's a really, really interesting read on, um, just everything that he knew that he had to keep quiet and couldn't share. And she's now finally able to share that for him. So she's kind of fulfilling his wishes after his passing. So it's a really beautiful thing, but it's really interesting, um, really interesting read. So if anybody out there is wanting to learn more about Lyme disease, I highly recommend it. Audiobook too, so you could do either or. Um, but uh, so it's the ELISA or Western blot test is the test that they use. So it's really, really inaccurate. It's like maybe 50% accurate at best. So, and they want you to pull on these bands and I won't get too sciencey or technical because I don't want to confuse anybody, but I wasn't pulling on enough bands for them. So that's why they said my test was negative when really I pulled a low titer. So, yeah. So, and then what happened was I ended up in infectious disease for years. Nothing was there was no answer. And finally I was like, just give me my stuff. Like I'm a nurse. I can figure this out. Let me go through my own records. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like 10 minutes later, girl, I was like, oh, there's the Lyme test. And it's not negative. It says, (laughs) oh, wow. It's not negative. Hmm." No. Yeah. So I ended up with a Lyme, um, Lyme literate doctor, um, and I adore him. He, he has a heart of gold. He wants nothing more than the help. And he got into this because he was an HIV and AIDS doctor in North Carolina and clearly started seeing all these patients coming in. And so there's a little bit of an overlap there, I guess, with testing and other things as well, but, um, mm-hmm. then he switched gears and, and totally went down the Lyme disease route and he's an amazing person, but Western medicine was a no go for me. It was, ooh, it was so bad. So, um, after my second pick line, I ended up bedridden like during oh that gosh. treatment. Yeah. Um, connected to an IV pole, getting from the bed to the bathroom, uh, with a walker, like it was bad. And I had co-infections too. Um, I had Babesia and Bartonella. So, um, Bartonella oh, had stretch fever. Oh yeah. It's just awful. Um, and Babesia is like walking malaria. So, you know, I got like for one bite, lucky me, right? Wow. Well, yeah. And when your immune system takes a hit like that, it makes it so vulnerable and so susceptible to everything else that you come into contact with or anything that could be like, you know, actively trying to be deflected or, or, uh, you know, um, fought off in your system. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it definitely, well, you know, so it crosses the blood brain barrier. So it's, it's neurological mm-hmm. in nature. So it definitely affects the brain and, and, you know, affects every organ of the body it move around and migrate. And it just does crazy stuff. It's a very strange, um, it's a very strange disease in the way that it operates and how it can, um, morph and, outsmart the antibiotics and all kinds of different mm-hmm. stuff. So it's very, it's like a witty 
<laughs> a witty illness, if you will. Um, so that's why it's also very difficult to treat. And I will say that a lot of people respond differently to the treatment. Um, some people do well with antibiotics, especially if they catch it really early. Um, mm -hmm. Like if you catch it in the first two weeks and you treat it right away, you're, you're usually really good to go, but it's those that procrastinate and wait. So don't wait. Yeah. <laughs> go to the yeah, doctor. If your eyeballs are burning out of your face, it's time to go get checked. Right. Well, I'm just like, even if you have a rash or not, like just go to the doctor and demand, say, I want doxycycline for the next four weeks. Um, treat the, treat the bite, you know, why wait and see if something has happened? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And that's just my, my take on it. My spin on it only because I've, I've lived through it and I wouldn't want anybody ever to experience something like that. So, but yeah, but then, you know, when that failed me, it led me down a lot of other roads. Um, I did Eastern medicine, acupuncture, Chinese herbs, and that was great. Um, in that it kept me off of the antibiotics and it kept me from backsliding, Mm -hmm. but it really wasn't like propelling me forward. And then I ventured down the Avenue. I mean, I did every kind of like frequency machine you can think of. So Rife machines, on-demand machines, ionic foot baths, infrared saunas, like you name it. Like I tried. Yeah. Um, and it was all good. Like it definitely, a lot of things helped with detoxing, like the saunas and the ionic foot baths. Um, and the, the on-demand machine was very powerful. They're both like German medicine, um, machines. I think the Rife is also, but anyway, um, I think, I think it is. Yeah. The yeah, German new medicine. Yeah. I think Rife and Ondemet are both German. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I did that. And then I also went down the German IV European medicine route and I went and got treatment out in Arizona, um, in 2016. And that was definitely very helpful and it was all natural. That was the beautiful thing about it. Lots mm -hmm. of oxidative therapies, um, detoxing heavy metals, things of that nature. Uh, but it just, um, it wasn't, it wasn't like the magic key for me. So I was still bedridden, you know, I felt better. I was getting more things done, but I wasn't there yet. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't living. I wouldn't call that living, mm -hmm. um, surviving surviving would be a best, would be the best term, but I did find something that did help me. Tell us about it. What helped? <laughs> okay. So the first little thing that I want to, I'm going to do a little uh, plug in for Anthony William, the medical medium. Um, I had a friend that kept telling me about this book. She was like, you got to get this book. Cause he has a whole chapter on Lyme disease. I was like, okay. Well, I started implementing in some of the things that he suggests. So celery juicing, uh, lemon water, first thing in the morning, just to create an alkaline environment in the body. Um, and I was doing a lot of the supplements that he recommended. And I started to see like really profound, powerful changes with supplements. And I was like, you know, my nursing brain kicks into gear. And I think medicine, 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 initially, not anymore, but I think mm -hmm. medicine, medicine, medicine. And so I really wasn't giving that a fair shot, even though I'd done the Chinese herbs and all sorts of stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, that was starting to help with certain things, but again, I still wasn't, you know, I was still bedridden. I still wasn't where I wanted to be. So, um, I don't, it was literally like a little epiphany or a little whisper in my ear from divine intervention. That was like, you need to change your diet. I mean, I, I had already modified my diet greatly, but it was like, you need an overhaul. Oh. And I, yeah. Something said something in my head said, look up anti-inflammatory diets. That legit was like what I heard. Um, mm -hmm. and so I came across paleo and keto and I did paleo first. Cause I thought, well, maybe it's dairy. Like, you know, maybe I need to cut that out. 
Um, mm -hmm. And paleo was great. It was just very like labor intensive and it just wasn't for me. Like I got really bored with the recipes very quickly. It was good. Mm -hmm. It was good. It did help pull inflammation out of my body. So I, I'm not going to say it's not for, it could work for somebody. Um, mm -hmm. but I just was missing like more variety. And, uh, my aunt had had two meningiomas in her brain, their tumors on the brain benign, but she had to have them removed because she was having seizures which I had been experiencing seizures as well with the Lyme disease. So we both had the mm -hmm. neurological component. And so we both kind of ventured down this keto road together. And um, anyway, it was just a, it was, it was like a change overnight. It was very drastic and very quick for me. Um, it pulled more inflammation out more than I could have anticipated. Um, and it really started to help with like the energy clarity focus part, which was where I was really struggling. I mean, energy clearly being in bed all day, like the fatigue was just crippling. Mm. And mm -hmm. then the brain fog was like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like, um, I couldn't follow a story plot. I had trouble with conversations. Um, I mean, I can remember like talking to my mom, we'd be watching a show on the TV and I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, really, you don't know what's going on. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like, I don't mm. understand it. Mm. So that started to clear up for me. And then right at the same time, I had a best friend whose daughter has seizures and she was like, we found this amazing product that you've got to try. And I was like, girl, I don't want to, you know, biggest skeptic ever. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I had a bunch of things and nothing had worked. I was like, I don't want to try something else and get disappointed. You know, we've all been there. And oh, again, yeah. about the fat loss, which I think a lot of people come into keto for fat loss. I needed that clearly, but um, just because I was bedridden on tons of medications, that sort of thing. But um, it was about the energy and the clarity and the focus. So anyway, she was adamant and she stuck these packets in my purse. She came to see me and she said, I'm putting them in there. And I said, fine, I'll, I'll humor you. <laughs> and, uh, That's always how it starts. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to humor her. Okay. I'll just, I'll just back <laughs> this one down. Well, legit had this crazy mind body connection that I had not had in a long time. And wow. my energy was up and my stamina was up. My strength was up. And I just was like, oh my gosh, are things changing? So it was funny because she gave them to me. I immediately was like, I got to get more of these. So, you know, I ordered them, um, mm -hmm. by the way, they're therapeutic ketones. That's what I'm talking about. I'll get to that in a second, but, um, they come in a, they come in a therapeutic dose. So they put you into this therapeutic range of ketosis. So I was like, I got to get more of that third day. I was like, um, Heather, that's my girlfriend. I was like, I think I've got a story to share. So, you know, what do I need to do to, to do this? Like, how do I get going? And that was that, that was after six years plus of being bedridden, not working. Like I'd come out of medical device sales and my friends would say, Frasia, you know, when you're better, what do you want to do? you know, with yourself, I said, anything that's not related to healthcare and anything that has nothing to do with sales, <laughs> you, know, okay, you know, life has a funny way of just being like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the therapeutic ketones. I've got them right here beside me. So I'm just going to show you, um, the therapeutic ketones fell into my lap from my girlfriend. Um, they are by a company called prove it. They're the nat therapeutic ketones, meaning naturally fermented. So again, that's another thing I can't do anything artificial or junky or, um, so the nice thing about these is that they are, um, naturally fermented, which, you know, we, our body has natural fermentation process, like, um, mm -hmm. lactic acid, for example. So mm -hmm. 
they've just been a huge blessing in my life. So now my mission is just to continue paying things forward. Um, I do keto coaching. So I help people with that, you know, like diet and how to eat, but I also do, um, you know, help people with the therapeutic ketones. You'll always see me towing them around. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. So what was, how quickly did things shift for you when you started implementing the therapeutic ketones? Was it like a matter of hours? Was it weeks, days? What was the it was so fast. It was so, so fast. Um, literally within the hours when I, so when you, so I'll tell you quickly, like when you drink this, uh, within an hour, it will put you in ketosis. It's going to help with energy, clarity, focus, all the things that I needed fat loss, especially if you're following the keto lifestyle or even a low carb lifestyle, um, better mood. It helps with, I mean, I'm really, they're doing studies right now that are showing that ketones actually help produce GABA in the gut. Um, so there's lots of amazing stuff out there. Um, so it helps with mood. It helps with sleep. That was another thing. Like I didn't sleep for years. And then all of a sudden I got into ketosis and I was starting to sleep again. Like, I mean, I had sleep study after sleep study and they were like ready to take me down the route of therapy on retraining me how to sleep. I'm like, who trained somebody how to sleep? Like what? Uh, (laughs) I was like, really? Um, like, like I don't want it, you know, uh, I had everything. I mean, I had fans going and the AC unit in the window to keep it cool in the room and this, the ambient music and the, um, the aromatherapy and the sleep masks. And I mean, you name it, I did it girl. Um, but this started to help me with sleep, which was absolutely just a huge blessing. Um, it also helped with, um, my digestion, which had been demolished. So now that is really good. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. It's just like one of those small things we take for granted. Um, mm-hmm. and it also helps with like, it's cleared up my skin. I have less inflammation in my skin. I had a lot of rosacea melasma, which is like that pregnancy mask. That's all gone. I would say my rosacea is very minimal. Uh, that just runs in my family anyway. And, um, it helps with appetite suppression. So our appetite control. So for me, that's, that's huge because, you know, I just, I will be, not like just not thinking and I'll go and I'll grab food, you know, constantly. I'm like, what am I, you know? So it made me aware of like, wow, you know, I was really probably just boredom eating or emotional eating or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, so it really did help curtail that. I've lost over a hundred pounds of keto, but that again was not what I know, girl. I know I got some yeah, girl. crazy <laughs> stories to share on that one. I know it's pretty awesome. And it, you know, there's something to be said about the mood aspect and then losing the fat. You just, it changes you. It's a complete metamorphosis. There's something about it that just feels so good, you know? So, uh, and I started working out again. I mean, I, I started lifting weights immediately after drinking them. Um, I went, I went to a gym, I joined a gym and I started lifting weights. So it's like, I'm going to get I'm going to get back to myself. Like it was, it was overnight. Like I said, the third day I was like, how do I share this product? How do I share my story? I hadn't been on Facebook in six plus years. And I got back on my girlfriend was showing me around. She's like, and then you got to download messenger. I was like, what do you mean? Messenger is not part of what's going on here. I knew nothing. I knew nothing. Like started from scratch, but I mean, I feel like I'm living out my purpose right now for sure, which is. Oh, I think that's, I think it's so wonderful when you find that inward connection as well. And, and, you know, for some people it's, it can be something that simple as like a nudge from a friend. And I just feel like that is totally the divine 
you know, speaking through saying, hey, you've been ignoring and now this opportunity is representing itself. Um, I am curious, can you share with me because uh, like I have a lot of experience with ketosis being a former bodybuilding competitor. So yeah. I, I just I just love to hear the different perspectives yeah. and how it has supported other people. Yeah. So a lot of people still do the high intensity training or the HIT training with um, keto. I do see that a lot. So um I mean, it's still very big in the community. We have a lot of um, high intensity training gyms in the area and different things. And um, so it's still very prevalent. And, you know, we're growing, like, especially with the company, um, with the therapeutic ketones, we're growing and, 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 and spreading into that market. We have um, different ones, different drinks that are more for like the energy for like pre-workout stuff. Um, So it is like, I do see a lot of athletes that will actually, I mean, I sponsored an athlete at one point in time, a Spartan athlete. Um, he, he still loves them to this day and, um, he would use them for his racing, his races, his Spartan races. Um, and then clearly like I have lots of people at the gym. I used to do a lot of like vendor stuff at the gym, just educating and getting the word out and helping people understand like what it is and what keto is and how it all works and how it helps like a, 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 a vast array of issues from diabetes or even things like cancer. what's that cancer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, let's, let's starve our body of sugar and see what happens. You will flourish. It's amazing. Um, and mm-hmm. that was a big thing for me. That was one of my mindsets with Lyme diseases. I was like, I am continually feeding these bugs sugar, even with paleo. Cause you know, you can do a lot of maple syrup and honey and stuff. And I was like, I have got to pull the sugar out. That's what's feeding them. Um, so what's amazing is I do, I see a lot of people at the gym and, um, a lot of them are also keto. Um, a lot of them will do carb cycling. So they'll do keto for a while, then they'll go carb. You know, it just depends on what their goals are really. But I will tell you, like, if you're looking to like shed a lot of fat, especially visceral abdominal, um, around the waist, that is a great place to start, um, going keto, like cutting the carbs or, um, going low carb or keto, uh, just that's the first place it starts to disappear. But for me, the ketones are amazing energy. Um, prior to a workout, they, they also help with muscle recovery. Like the recovery after the workout is very, it's very different than what I remember it being when I didn't have the ketones in my life, if that makes any sense. But we have products out there that are like, um, uh, ketogenic protein powder. It's the only one on the market. So that's definitely geared towards those that are, you know, into, um, exercise and working out. And then we also have, uh, this stuff called keto app. I was going to grab it, but it's a little, 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 it's like a ways, a ways away for me to grab it. Um, but the keto up is, is, um, instant ketosis. So it's a great one for grab and go, um, amazing energy, the clarity, the focus, the great workout. So I drink those a lot before I go to the gym as well. And we have an unleashed, which has, um, more ketones and, and more caffeine in it. So Caffeine is more of like a delivery mechanism for the ketones because we also have caffeine free as well, but um, mm. it does help it to kind of get into the bloodstream a little bit more uh, quickly, I guess was, was like the best way to describe that. So, okay. For all of our listeners who don't know what a ketone is, but they hear about it all the time. Can you describe what a ketone is, how it works in the body, how it operates? 
So yeah, so I'm going to start with our own internal ketones, or we'll just go with that because the external or exogenous ketones that I've got, um, that's just introducing them from an outside source. And they basically are bioidentical in nature to the ones that we produce internally and mimic the same thing. So that's what puts your body into that state of ketosis It's also known as biohacking. Um, but so a ketone, it, our body can run off of two fuel sources. So we can either run off of glucose or sugar, right? Or we can run off mm -hmm. of carbs or, I mean, not carbs, sorry. We, or we can run off of fat or ketones. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we are in that state of ketosis, which is where we're burning fats for fuel, basically we dip into our stored fat and we convert that stored fat into ketone bodies. Our, our, our liver converts them into ketone bodies. And um, basically, well, we have three different ketone bodies that we actually produce. So we produce um, beta hydroxybutyrate, which is definitely the big one. That's the one you want. Um, that's the one that's going to give you all the energy and do all the things. There's also acetate, which we will use as well, um, but not as much as say the beta hydroxybutyrate. And then the last one is acetone. We don't use that one at all. That is where you get that keto breath from. So it comes out through the urine and through the breath because our body just doesn't use it. Um, also nail polish remover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Chemistry. Right, our body produces nail polish remover in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that sweet smelling breath for sure. Yeah, yes, yeah. Totally. You'll know, like you'll know, you'll be like, oh boy, I got keto breath. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's kind of the breakdown. So basically our body, our liver will convert our stored fat as fuel into these ketone bodies. Again, beta hydroxybutyrate being the most widely used ketone body followed by the acetoacetate. Um, and there are a bunch of different ways you can test to see if you're in ketosis. Like I'm not a big fan of the urine strips just because they're only looking at acetoacetate and it's only looking at what you're dumping. So like you could be in a state of ketosis and still be burning um, and still be, you know, burning fats for fuel and in ketosis and not dumping them because your body's using up all that energy. So, but there's a blood meter called, I, I like the keto mojo one, but there's a blood meter that can actually test and it's very, very accurate. This is my nursing brain kicking in. Yeah, totally. But it's, it's super accurate and it tells you like exactly where you are, what range you're in, you know, if it's therapeutic or not. And um, I, I do, I have the keto mojo and I love that. And I just like to see where I am from time to time. But again, that's my nursing brain. You don't have to, I think you're going to know if you're in it because you'll feel it. You'll feel the energy and you're going to feel the clarity and the focus. And you mentioned that the ketones, like you drink them and then it puts within an hour, it puts your body into to a state of ketosis. What about for people who aren't on a keto diet? Like, is it, how does that work? Great question. Okay. So I get asked this one a lot because some people just want the energy clarity focus. They don't care about the fat loss. Right. Mm -hmm. So in that case, I'm like with the therapeutic ketones, the best thing to do is if you're going to be eating carbs, go for it, eat your carbs, just wait an hour and then drink the drink. Because if you drink the drink and then have a bunch of carbs, your body is switching. It's going back and forth, which is, which is fine. Like I was talking about the carb cycling earlier. There are plenty of people mm -hmm. that do it through nutrition, but, um, with, with, this, you want to, you're, you want to do it last. You want to drink the drink last and, and get the therapeutic ketones in last. Cause then your body goes, Oh, that's a new fuel source. And it switches gears. Whereas if you were to have the drink and you'd be in ketosis, then you have carbs. You're going to immediately kick yourself back into burning 
sugar for fuel instead of the ketones. So if you're looking for those benefits and you don't want to eat the keto lifestyle, you don't have to. That's why it says drink versus diet on my bottle here. Like you really don't have to, like if you're looking for certain benefits, then you can achieve them without having to nutritionally follow um, a typical keto lifestyle. And I will say another great thing too about the drinks is like, there's a certain percentage of the population that just cannot get into ketosis. Like, especially those that suffer with insulin resistance. So pre-diabetics, diabetics, um, um, stress, hormones, lack of sleep, accidentally eating too many carbs, alcohol, all those things can kick you out. Or you might be in that percentage where you just can't get into it at all. And that's where these come into play. This can actually, again, I'm, I can't make medical claims, but it does. We're doing studies right now that show that can actually reverse insulin resistance. So you become more responsive to insulin when it is introduced in the body. And I've noticed that personally myself because there have been, you know, I'm human. There have been moments where I'm like, you know, at a party or something and I'm eating, I'm eating carbs or I'm eating sugar and I know it. And um, thankfully I've got the therapeutic ketones to put me right back into ketosis after all of it's done. But um, I can feel that I'm more responsive and uh, I'm very in tune with my body too. So I should just preface that. But a lot of that's because of my experiences with, you know, the mm -hmm. illness. So, so if you, if you drink the, the ketones and it puts you into a state of ketosis in one hour, do you remain in the state of ketosis until you eat or does it yeah. stop after an hour? Like what happens? Another great question. So generally it's typically about four to six hours. It depends on the person and their metabolism. Now, if you go and you drink your drink and then you have a bunch of carbs, like I said, you're going to kick yourself out. But typically like if you're following a keto lifestyle and you're drinking the ketones and um, you eat and it's keto, you're fine. Like it shouldn't kick you out. Again, it's going to keep you there four to six hours. Um, and you may already be like in a very moderate or very low range of ketosis with diet alone, or maybe you're in a high state of it. It doesn't matter. They're going to also help you to produce more of your own internal ketones, therapeutic ketones do. So our body actually really loves it as a fuel source. Our brain really actually prefers it. So that's why it was a, you know, that's why the ketogenic diet was a mainstay of treatment for children with epilepsy back in the early 1900s, because they went and they looked and they said, what are the Egyptians doing? Because um, they used them because they, it was frowned upon in Egypt. If you suffered from seizures, it was looked at, at like a cur as like a curse. And oh, um, yeah, it's very fascinating. So they would, they would fast, they would fast. And by fasting, you put your body into a state of ketosis. And so they were like, you know, this was late 1800s. They were actually looking into this and they were like, wow, you know, we have these two fuel sources. So it was, it became a um, mainstay of treatment for epileptic children for a very long time, for decades until, you know, big pharma rolled out with certain medications and stuff, but it was, it was the treatment for a very long time. And then it made a, a surge. It kind of came back in the nineties. There was a producer and I can't think of his name, Abraham, Abraham, somebody, I can't think of uh, his name off the top of my head, but anyway, he did like a made for TV movie on his son who was an epileptic and they had gone out to Johns Hopkins cause it was the only hospital that was doing keto. Um, and mm -hmm. it was done, like it profoundly changed everything. And so, um, he did like this made for TV movie about it. I know Merle Streep was in it. Um, I wish I could think of the name of it. I can't off the top of my head right now, but that kind of brought it back a little bit. And then mm -hmm. clearly like you're, you're hearing a lot more about it now. Uh, it wasn't, it, you know, it's, it's been fairly recent, so it hasn't been 
that a lot of people know what it is up until pretty recently. I would say more widespread now, but people are seeing amazing results and they last and they're going, wow, this actually works. Or, you know, I'm loving that the diet itself is pulling all this inflammation out of my body and I feel good. Yes. Yeah. For me, it was like, oh my gosh, I feel like 20 years younger. That was the crazy thing. Now, granted, I hadn't been in great health prior to that, but I mean, it was like night and day difference, night and day. It's absolutely incredible to me to understand how inflammation can show up in a person's system. So from my own experience, I often notice that if I have, you know, um, like breakouts or like little pimples or blackheads or anything in my like mid cheek area in between my jaw and my upper cheekbone, I know I'm like, okay. I mean, you know, according to the traditional Chinese medicine charts, like acupuncture charts, I can go and it's like, that's intestinal. Or if it's on your chin, it's like reproductive. If it's on your forehead, it's like your kidneys in certain areas. So it's very interesting to me to notice and to track, like, where is the inflammation? What have I changed in my diet? And I know for my own self, if I cut out dairy and if I cut out gluten, my skin just like, poof, just clears right up. I was celiac for, well, I mean, seven years. And then I reintroduced gluten in moderation into my diet because there is such a thing as exposure allergies, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I'm sure you've seen this yourself, you know, like, it's like when you use the same cream for, you know, 10 years and suddenly you have a reaction. It's like, well, I've used it for 10 years. Yeah. Your body just suddenly decided it doesn't like it anymore. And every seven years, your body is entirely new. Like all of your cells have renewed themselves. So something that may not have bothered you seven years ago is suddenly bothering you now. It doesn't mean you have to cut it out for seven years like I did. That's just the period that I went through that I was like, no, I'm just not gonna do dairy. I'm not gonna do gluten. And I noticed the same thing. You know, there's a lot of this hype around like lactose free. And it's like, if it's made from dairy, it's never gonna be completely lactose free. There are still certain amino acids and certain proteins that will trigger an inflammatory reaction in your body, regardless how lactose free, you know, the protein says it is, or the yogurt says it is. And it's about, uh, it's definitely about mindfulness and tracking your, your own intake in your own system. And in my experience, especially, you know, being a very like regimented person and having compete in several bodybuilding shows, it's very important to know what works well with your system and what does not work well with your system. And I I found keto for me was a really interesting thing because I love carbs. Like I love carbs and like, yeah, I love sugar. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh yeah, it's so good. (laughs) And I, and I'm a vegetarian. So I, like, I used to be a carnivore, like a hardcore carnivore, like I ate meat and vegetables. That was what I ate. And, uh, you know, then all of a sudden there was like, everyone was scared of carbs. They're like, oh, carbs are so bad for you and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think there's a lot of stigma around diets and fads and all that kind of stuff. But when I reintroduced carbs into my life, I thought it was really interesting because what I was scared of was that my body was just going to go and just blow up. And I was going to look like the Michelin man. And that never happened. And I I was like, wow. So, you know, and I ate very limited carbs and now I eat them in excess because that's what I'm using right now as fuel. And at some point, you know, my husband and I were discussing going back onto like a more keto or a lower carb diet because he does really well. Like his digestion is amazing. Like he feels good. He's got lots of energy. And like you said, it's the energy, it's the clarity, it's the focus. And for me, I didn't have cravings. 
because the like the glucose in the system wasn't like surging up going like hey we're getting low on our reserves here like let's have a hit of sugar yeah sugar is like as addicting as crack cocaine oh and it's as hard it's as hard to break that as it is crack cocaine i've heard they've done they've done studies they did mris on like you're speaking of crack cocaine and sugar yeah totally (laughs) i've literally seen this so they did a uh, mri study on those like on I think it was cocaine. Um, they did an MR study on, it was another drug. I can't remember what it was. It might've been crack. And they showed like the pleasure receptor of the brain was totally lit up. And then they put somebody in on sugar, the entire brain lights up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a massive dopamine and serotonin rush. And you're just like, oh, the endorphins, la, la, la. It's like you go into fairyland because you ate some freaking candy. And it's like, uh probably not the best thing you could eat but I, like I get the same thing if I eat a banana like yeah I, I'm I love I I kind of have a thing with bananas right now I probably eat like anywhere from two to four a day <laughs> like but I'm also extremely active like uh, you know we have a gym set up in our house and I weight lift I ride the bike and after our call I'm definitely going for a run because it's like seven degrees celsius here so I'm like first run of the year I gotta I gotta go pound some pavement <laughs> but you know it, I'm, I'm curious to try this as well because I, I'm always interested to know how my body reacts with certain things like I cut out all supplements except for um, hemp protein and it's just pure hemp that's that's it there's nothing else in it and I was like all right you know I'm gonna see how this feels and see how my body reacts to it my body loves it so I'm like all right but I'm also an intuitive eater yeah, me too. Me too. I definitely Super important. Yeah. yeah. So like you're using, I mean, that's a great, everything you're saying is like an amazing example. Like you, it's like uh, eliminate some stuff. If you feel like maybe it's not good for you, maybe it's not like try it, try going without it and see if there's any changes. That was like me with dairy with the paleo. I thought, well, maybe dairy's the issue. And mm-hmm. yeah, it turns out it wasn't, thank goodness. Cause I really love yeah. it. But, cheese. Uh, I'm I like, love cheese. That's my love language girl. That's my love language. Right? <laughs> Oh, so good. I love cheese. <laughs> you and me both. Well, listen, it's yeah. in my blood. Like my whole family, like, whew. yeah, we all love cheese. So <laughs> <laughs> my mother-in-law bought me this like old smoked white cheddar last week. And I'm like, I just can't wait to try it. I'm like, mm, I'm going to have like, you know, make something with that. I'm probably going to cruise your, your recipes on your little blog there. And like, see what's it. Got some cheese recipe. I'm like, mm. Yeah, there's pretty so, much cheese in everything I make. I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, no harm, no foul. I'm, I'm That's a big right. cheese myself. It's so. all good. It's all good. Speaking of that, I would love to close. If you have any words of wisdom that you would love to send out to our listeners and our viewers, and how can people get in contact with you? How can they find you? My biggest words of wisdom would be that if something is going on with you, like if you don't feel right, you don't feel like yourself, you don't feel well, I'm not saying it's Lyme disease, but I'm saying trust that and don't stop until you get an answer. Be relentless in your pursuit because life is worth fighting for. Totally. And this is coming from a gal that suffered for, you know, 12 years and six of those years in a bed and something inside of me said, don't quit, don't give up, keep going you're going to get the answer. You're going to figure this out. You're going to get to the bottom. And there were days that, I mean, I didn't think I was going to make it, you know, there are plenty Mm -hmm. of times that I felt that way, 
but my, my, my best advice is if you feel like something is going on with you, you know, your body, the best, you know, it better than any doctor, than any family member than any loved one, trust that don't let people tell you that you're making it up or that it's psychosomatic or that you're looking for attention or that their tests are normal or whatever they tell you. Don't, don't mm-hmm. listen to that. Trust your instinct and go with that and be like, you know, just be 100% all in, like just, you know, you're, you just don't have anything without your health. Like I can't stress that enough. I have that conversation every, every single day. Like you literally have nothing without your health. So if something is going on with you, then definitely please don't, don't quit on yourself or don't take no for an answer. There's somebody out there for you. If, if who knows, like maybe I'm that person that's out there for you. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to segue right into the drinks into the therapeutic ketones. So if somebody wants to get a hold of me, the best way to get a hold of me is actually on Facebook. I'm the only Frasier Dunville on Facebook. Um, really? Yeah. Crazy, right? It's a good thing. Love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm the only uh, Michelle Court too. So right? nice. it's so awesome. <laughs> I know having the unique names um, and I was named after my grandfather. So I, I like, so I, I'm grateful for that every single day. I do love my name. Oh, like that's one of those things. Beautiful. Yeah. But they can find me on Facebook. Send me a friend request. Be like, Oh my gosh, I saw you on Michelle's podcast. Like, you know, or, or I heard you on her podcast. But my name is F-R-A-S-I-A, last name Dunville, D-U-N-V-I-L-L-E. I, basically what I can do is I can share a wealth of information with them over there because I have a private keto group where I have informational videos, quick videos, tons of recipes, the science and the doctor stuff, this, that side of it, testimonials, like all kinds of information and info on like you know, how the drinks work and what they do. And yeah, so that's one way I'm also on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, and my handles for those are Frasia D. So it's F R A S I A D. So they can certainly connect with me over there if they're not on Facebook and I can answer their questions that way. I mean, I have many, many different routes, um, but I would say that those are definitely the best as far as connecting with me, Facebook for sure. Number one. Beautiful. Thank you so much. It has been such an honor and a pleasure having you here. And I hope for all the listeners and all the viewers that you have got something from this and I would love to hear your feedback and your comments. If you have any questions for Frasia, I will be also posting her, her contact information though. Please check it out. And thank you all so much for listening. 